You and I both know that uh, we're really living in challenging times today. But you know what? When we look back, there are always times that are challenging. But specifically today, I want to share with you a little bit in a shotgun approach, a few things that I believe will help you to walk an overcoming life. Now, this doesn't matter whether you're a believer in Jesus Christ or whether you're not. I'm speaking to you as a person and I want you to be the person who you were born to be. That's really why I'm giving you this message. Now, like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a shotgun approach, but please just open your ears, open your heart and listen. And whoever you are, I believe there's a message for you that you can take with you, you can take home. And when you apply some of these principles, you might just see something that you've never seen before. So please stay tuned until after the intro as we delve into this interesting session. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest. And now let's move on to today's episode. Welcome to today's session of the Rise and Shine show. And like I said in the intro, these are really interesting times. It's challenging times for many people, for most of us. But you know what? When we look back at history... There were always challenging times. Doesn't matter how sweet it looks around us. But on the other hand, it's also in these challenging times where you and I can really excel if we want to accept the challenge. And you know what's interesting in, in some of the Asian languages, there's not really a, a word for challenges or for defeat and all these things. It actually means It's opportunities. So in these challenging times, I encourage you to look for the opportunities. For me, it's even an opportunity to share with you this message today. Like I said, I'm going to touch on quite a few uh, different topics. But I believe when we look at them together and put them together, even if it's one of these topics that I touch on today, it will help you. It'll help you to navigate through your life and just maybe give you some perspective. So please uh, listen and open your heart, open your mind, and there might just be something specifically for you. And I speak this message really from from the bottom of my heart because I know there's been times in my life where it's been very challenging for me and my family. But you know what? Like I said, in these challenging times when we really look for the opportunities which are plenty that is when we excel and when we look back it's just all the good things that we can remember and think wow this is where uh, God's hand really kept me this is where my direction was changed and this is where I had to go at that time although I didn't see it like that at the time but that is really what happens when we when we look back Now, as I said earlier, this message is for believers in Jesus Christ and for people who do not believe in Jesus Christ. Now, why do I say that? Now, these principles that Jesus Christ taught us is universal principles. It's the truth. 
And whether you want to know it or whether you don't want to know it, when you take these principles and when you apply these principles in and to your life, then you will see there is light at the end of the tunnel. And this is really why I address every person. Because whether you believe Jesus Christ is is Lord and whether he is Lord of your life, he has good intentions for you. He loves you. And he wants you to be an overcomer. He doesn't want you to just flip-flop throughout your life and not experience the good stuff that he has for us. Because that's really why, why he came. And that's why he gave up his life. And that's why I'm sharing this message with you. Because that's really what's in my heart. And I'm sharing this message from my heart to you. And I know what I'm speaking today is spirit. So I'm speaking to your spirit and I know if you open your heart, you open your ears, you open your eyes, you will receive something. I know that in my heart. Now, here's an encouragement also to an unbeliever. Like I just said, there are things that are challenging you. And sometimes for myself, because I used to be where you where you are, maybe right now, and there were times when I really didn't know how I'm going to succeed. How am I going to move forward? And I tried everything on my own. But in the end, when I surrendered my life and I realized but when I tried to do everything myself, I have to make everything work. And you don't have to be there. When you look around you and when you look to people, to Christian people, believers, and really those ones who live an overcoming life. I'm not talking about religious people. And you may say, but Yanni, what's the difference between a religion and Christianity? There's a massive difference. Christian, to be a Christian is not to be a religious person. Because Jesus Christ was not religious. He took on the religious systems all the time. And he was knocking them because religious doctrines and religious principles and religious rigid laws it actually kills it's like the the letter kills but the spirit gives life and it gives overcoming life and that's what i'm really talking about so please don't judge just with your mind just open your ears and just listen it's not going to be that long of a message but i'm just going to give you a few pointers as we as we go along now In the past, and in many cases, even today, the focus of Christian people or religious Christian people and many churches, I even include them in there, is really to get people so-called saved, just so that people can go to heaven. But you know what? The moment you pray that that prayer where you receive and accept and, and invite Jesus into your life, you still stay here on earth. When you wake up tomorrow morning, you still wake up in the same home. You still wake up in the same house. When you, If you're fat, you're still fat. It didn't all of a sudden change. When you're smart, you're smart. It didn't all of a sudden change. And so we can go on. But there are certain things that changed. It's in your spirit that it changed. It may not have been changed in your body yet. It may not have been changed in your, in your mind yet. 
But that's why we have a walk that we have to walk. And this is part of discipleship. Now, what does discipleship mean? It basically just means you apply and you acquire the disciplines of the person or the one that taught these disciplines. That's really what it all uh, means in very simple terms. And Jesus taught on everything pertaining to life. He taught on finances. He taught more on finances than any other topic that you can really even think of. And why did he do that? Because uh, finances, money is so important. And when you listen to many Christians, they say, oh, no, money is nothing. And it's not the truth. Because Jesus himself said that when you uh, relate to money, in, in the correct way, that's the least of all the things that you have to apply your faith to. And many people do not want to hear that. But that's really so. We think it's only for mature people, for mature Christians, to really to walk in finances and to know about finances. But Jesus says this is the least thing that you can look at. And that is to uh, walk in, in, in finances. So, and he, he also said, he said, there's only two gods basically in this world. And he said, you cannot serve God and mammon together. And mammon is basically just the god of money. And that's really greed and all these things. And, and you lust after someone else's things. You look at, at, at uh, your neighbor next door and you say, wow, I want to drive that Rolls. I want to drive that Merc. I want to have that shovel. I want this. So it doesn't matter what it is, but that's really what this oil all boils down to. And why did Jesus say this? Jesus say this because he wants to be your source. He wants to be my source. That's why he wants to do that. Because everything comes from God. You may think that you've worked hard and you earned the money with, that you worked for. But you know what? God gave you the ability God knew you even before you were formed in your mother's womb. So God gave you the ability to do what you need to do. He gave you the brain capacity to think, to reason stuff out, to acquire knowledge and to get the wisdom how to apply that knowledge. So everything comes from God, even our finances. And that's why I'm sharing this message so that you can understand when you place your trust in money, you have to get this stuff to you. You have to look after your finances. You look have to look after your family. And Jesus says, I don't take away from you the ability to work. Yes, he wants you to work. He wants me to work. But when he's my source, there are certain principles, which I'm not really going to delve in today. But there are certain principles surrounding Money And the reason why I'm focusing a little bit on the money side is because when you understand how to operate in money, in, in finances, God's way, and you see God is your source and you realize that where your, your, your um, treasure is, Jesus says, we must um, store up treasures for us in heaven where no moth, no rust can, can um, corrupt these things, can damage these things or destroy it. And he, then he says, he says, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Now, if you your treasure is in your bank account, that's going to be your source of uh, strength, your source of everything. And that 
can go away at any moment. But when your trust is in Jesus, because you know he's the provider of everything in your life, then you will realize it makes life so much easier. Yes, you must still do the stuff that you need to do. You must still apply the principles, but it just makes it much easier in other uh, areas of your life as well. And, you know, as we talk about this, we talk about discipleship. It, it really comes down to teaching and learning the principles of life. That's really what Jesus was teaching. And when we look at discipleship, it's really to help you to live a successful and an overcoming life. So that when difficulties come, when hardships come, that you are not uh, totally destroyed, that you don't lose hope, that you always know which direction, even though you have to stall a bit and say, wow, Lord, which direction do I have to go? What do you want me to do now? Because this is, it becomes a relationship. And the closer that relationship is with Jesus, the easier it is to walk there. And you know, the interesting thing is Jesus says, I don't say that. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. So when you become born again and your spirit gets alive, because that's really what happens with, uh, with the reborn process, your spirit is reborn because I'm not going to go into that now, but up to that time, your spirit is and was dead. But the moment you receive Jesus and you invite Jesus into your life, your spirit get bo- gets born again. Your spirit becomes alive. And then you've got this, this hunger to learn more and to get to know him better. And when and as you get to know him better and you really learn to walk with him and you listen to his voice and you obey his voice, that is when your life starts changing. Just to give you an example in my own life. I got born again in, on the 17th of January, 1992. It was, I went to someone, I had uh, problems in my life. And this man pointed his finger at me and he said, Yanni, I can listen to all these problems that you want to share with me. But just tell me one thing. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? And you know, it's as if, Something just hit me and I know, knew at that moment, I don't. And I said, no, I don't. And he invited me, he said, come, let me pray with you and help you to receive and to acknowledge and to um, invite Jesus into your life. And you know, from that day, my life really started changing. At first, I didn't really understand it. But after about three months of just things, this incredible stuff just started happening into my life. And just to God, I didn't ask anyone to tell anyone in the physical. I don't tell, told, I didn't tell anyone and ask anyone what I'm going to share with you now. I said, Lord, are these things that are happening in my life, is it real or is it just my imagination? And you know what? I didn't hear something specific from God. But one day I went to the downtown area of the city where we lived at the time. And I had to go to the bank. And as I got back to my vehicle, from the corner of my eye, I just noticed a man. And I just smiled at him and nodded my head. And the next moment, this man was standing right next to me and he started speaking. 
And he looked me right in the eye and he took my hand in his big hands and he said, my little brother, that smile was not out of yourself. That smile was straight out of heaven. And he said to me, I just want to tell you, these things that are happening in your life is not just happening. I'm telling you, this is straight from God. And you know, through this old man, which I never saw afterwards again, I never saw him again. God spoke through that man and he said to me, the things that are happening in your life is real. Do not doubt what I'm doing in your life. And you know, one of the things that happened in my life is what I'm sharing with you right now. That old man said to me that day, he said, Yanni, it's similar to when you take a, a little pebble and you drop it into the water. Those rings, those concentric rings will just, it'll start with you, then it'll touch your family, then the people who work with you, and then it'll just start touching people wider and wider and wider. And you know, today it's still happening. That's why you can listen to this message today. That's why I've got the privilege to share with you that your life is not without purpose, that your life is not without reason, because God's got a purpose for your life. And that is the most important thing. It's not really your purpose, but it's what God has purposed for you. That's what I ha- I'm helping you today to, f- to find, to receive, and to walk in. Because when you know what God, your creator, the one who made you, the one who knows you, when you know what he wants you to do, it makes life so much easier and puts everything in a totally different perspective. Now you will hear, I don't specifically share uh, scripture references here with you, but I, everything that I share with you is stuff that Jesus said, is, is things that, that are recorded in the Bible. And the Bible we regard as the word of God because God spoke through his spirit, he spoke through people. And after these people spoke these things, then it was recorded in books. And this book is the Bible. So the Bible really contains the word of God as it was spoken. And when you read the Bible, when you read the word of God and you open your heart, you open your ears, God is actually speaking to you. It's not just letters that you read. God is actually speaking to you, just like I'm speaking to you here. And you know, the the interesting thing is you and I both need to learn things every single day. I haven't arrived. I left, but I didn't arrive yet. And it doesn't matter where you are today, whether you're just starting your, your walk with Christ Jesus today, whether you've been on the road for a long time, it doesn't matter. You and I still learn stuff every day because that's how he gets us to, to walk. And you know, I can uh, describe our walk with him almost like uh, I heard someone once sharing this story with me. The, the first Apollo craft that, that, uh, that went to the moon. We think that that craft, that Apollo um, spaceship, went straight to the moon. But apparently one of the astronauts that was on this vehicle, on this spaceship, he said they had to make course corrections multiple times a day. He said sometimes they even had to correct almost 90 degrees. They were totally going in the wrong direction. 
And but as they became, or they they uh, got closer and closer to to the moon, then the cor- course corrections became smaller and smaller because they got closer and closer to their target. And that's almost how our lives are. We think today, yes, this is the way that I have to walk, and God can even direct me. But then tomorrow he says, okay, but now I want you to turn a little bit to the right because he knows what's going on in front of us. And when you and I miss that, and we walk and we walk into a wall, then I think, okay, but I missed God there. But you didn't miss God. What we maybe just did is we didn't hear when he said, my, my son, my daughter, I want you to turn here. Turn left or turn right. And that's what he does. And that, what he does. And that is how he guides us every single day. This is a very interesting and a very exciting walk that we have. And when you know that God is for you and God has given you everything that you need for life and godliness. Now, life, you know what life is. Godliness, what that basically just means is to be set apart for God so that you love God and God loves you and he gives you stuff that's good for you and you're learning these things and you you change your life, you change your mind so that, so that it can be in line with what God has for you. And this is very important when you know that the moment you got born again, the moment you receive Jesus into your, into your life, then your spirit becomes alive like we, like we saw earlier. And the moment that happens, the Holy Spirit of God comes and he starts living on the inside of you. So a third part of you is then complete because you and I are made up out of spirit, soul, and our bodies. And our spirit, like I said, which becomes alive when we receive and invite Jesus Christ to be the Lord of our lives, then we complete in that in that area of our lives. But our mind, which is part of our soul, you know, our emotions and all those things, that has to be renewed. In other words, that has to be changed to conform to what God has for you and me. That's all it means. And then our bodies also, as our spirit uh, becomes more um, dominant, you know, and we submit our mind and our thinking, we submit to our spirit, then even our bodies start following suit. We become uh, more attentive. We, we are getting healed and everything that goes with that. So you don't even have to, have to be sick. So it's a whole complete package that God actually gives you. And that's exciting. But you have to know it. You have to know you are in Christ. You have to know that God has given you all these things. And one of the tools that God has given us is our imagination. Now, I have dealt more on the imagination in more depth in previous episodes. So you guys can go back and go and listen to some of those episodes. But our imagination is so important. But it's also important to note here that our imagination it, it's not fantasies. Our imagination is very, very, I almost want to say concrete in the, uh, in the invisible realm. Because you and I, the things that I'm telling you here, you basically see in pictures or you hear in pictures. So the things that I'm sharing with you, you actually see the pictures. 
let me use use an example. If I tell you, uh, do you see a, the dog? You've got a specific picture of a dog. But then I may say to you, but listen, do you see the little, small, fluffy dog? Then you see a different picture. And then when I go further and I say, do you see this little fluffy dog? It's pure white. Then you see this pure white little fluffy dog. Can you see how it, the, the picture might have changed? You might have seen a German Shepherd initially. But as we get more specific, your picture changes. And that's really what our imagination is. Now, the r- way that you and I can use your imagination is by seeing what I want, by seeing what God wants for me. And when we look, just very briefly, look at the origin of the word imagination in the Bible, in the Hebrew text, the word there is yetzer, or I think it's pronounced yetzer. And you know what it means? It means conception. So when you see that picture of something that you want and something that God wants for you, even if it's not real yet, you see that picture, immediately conception takes place, just like a woman gets pregnant with a little baby. It's exactly the same concept. And when that conception takes place, then you've got the uh, responsibility to stick with it, to stay with it, to meditate on God's word and to find out what God really wants to do with that picture until the time that that little baby, if I can call it that, that little baby picture of whatever it is, when it is time to give birth to that. And then that manifests in the physical, just like a little baby who, first of all, when that conception takes place, no one even knows about it. But after a few days, after a few weeks, you begin to see in the mother's um, belly, you can see how she started growing and as this little baby develops. And when it's time after nine months that that little baby has to be born, everybody is, is, is excited about that. And that's exactly the same with your imagination. So the imagination is really the, the, the womb of your mind um, of, and of your life to bring things from the unseen into the into this scene. And the last topic that I'm really going to touch on here is financial stewardship. Now, I touched on it a little bit in, uh, earlier when I said that we have to see God as our source. So when you and I see God as our source and we realize that I cannot generate anything and God is not going to uh, just as a word of kind of caution here, God is not going to uh, drop a bunch of money into into your bank account. God is not going to send you a check from heaven with your name on it with with a million uh, dollars, God is not going to do that. He gives you the means. For example, I think it's Deuteronomy 8.18 that says, God gives you the power to get wealth so that he can establish his covenant as he promised to your fathers. And today's terms, it's really to establish God's kingdom here on the earth. That's why he gives birth to your spirit And that's why he gives birth to my spirit so that we can fulfill his purpose and get his kingdom to be established here on the earth. And when you and I understand that financial stewardship 
is so important and it's the least important thing, as Jesus said, then we understand that everything else, when we got this basic thing, this least important thing in place, then we can apply all the other principles that he's teaching us. And I'm telling you, this is, might sound very controversial because most people don't want to talk on this. I'm not asking for your money. Yes, I, I, I ask you to donate if, if you feel stirred in your heart, but you don't have to do that. But it's, it's to your own benefit. When you know and when you understand how to steward the money that God entrusts to you, that he's given to you, then you will know and you will understand and see how to walk and be successful and be confident in all the other principles that goes around that. And the thing is, when you and I understand that we are supposed to walk in victory, there might also be times when you and I need urgent help because we always need help. We are not meant, we're not made to walk alone. And this is the last thing that I'm going to touch on. And this is, uh, and I'm not going to give you everything here, but I'm just going to share this with you. I will come up with something also to help you, like a survival kit. Because Jesus says, now this was a crisis for the disciples. If you go and look in the Bible in, in John 14, 15, and 16, this was just before Jesus would uh, would be crucified. And he was sitting with his disciples, and he said to, to his disciples in John 14, verse 1, he says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. And when you can understand that your mind is so important and your emotions, and you will know when something happens, you either get afraid or you get too excited or you get angry or whatever. And that is where Jesus said, do not let that happen. And Jesus would not have said that if that is not possible for you to counter that and to walk in victory in that. So it's so important what we hear and what we speak because what you speak it has consequences you know when you said something and you feel oh why did i say that you cannot really take it back you can ask for forgiveness and you can go back but you know you have to be the consequences so it's very important also to understand the power of your tongue in the book of james we must really also understand how powerful our tongues are. Uh, James says there, for example, he says, so also the tongue is a small part of the body and yet it boasts of great things. And then he describes the tongue as a, as a little flame of fire. And he says, just look what happens, what a small flame can do. It can set a whole uh, world almost, a whole forest it can set on fire. And that's what your and my tongue can do that's in the negative but in the positive sense it's also very important that you and i understand the power that we have in our tongue when we speak truth when we speak life into people's uh, lives and when we encourage people it's so important to note that and i'm just gonna finish off or close with uh, with two verses of scripture and these are from Jude. Jude. The book of Jude is the end of the Bible. It's only got one chapter. 
and these two verses that I'm going to share with you. If you don't understand this now, it's okay. I'm not going to go into detail. But Jude says here, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. When you get born again, God gives you his spirit. And when he baptizes you with his spirit, you receive a, a, a different tongue a different language, a prayer language. When you pray in this language, God understands you. You don't even understand it yourself unless God gives you the interpretation. And this is extremely powerful. And I'm not going to dwell on this much, but one of the main reasons is, like um, Jude says here, he says you build yourself up in your most holy faith. So you Basically make yourself stronger, but you also open up your mind so that you can receive from God revelations. And it, it just, it's incredible, the power of this. So when you understand this, it, it's a wonderful tool. And he, in the next verse, in verse 21, he says, Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. And when you and I walk in love and we stay in God's love, there won't be any fear because the word says where love has become perfect, it drives out all fear. So that is really what I felt to share with you today. And like I said, it's almost like a shotgun thing. I touched on a lot of different topics, but I trust that if you listen intently, not necessarily to me, but listen with your heart, Holy Spirit will open up something to you and that you can take that, apply it in your life and that may lead to something awesome and it may just you be, uh, that you may be building on that so that you can really see and understand what God has for you, God's purpose in your life and that he's a great God, he's a wonderful father and that is really what my prayer is also for you. Thank you so much for listening. Please go ahead, share this message, share it with a family member, with a friend, and please help me by donating to uh, to this podcast through my website, uh, sunshineharvest.com, and then you can just go to donate, you can go to post podcasts, you can listen to the other podcasts, please help me to take this message out. I appreciate you, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the rise and shine show today please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family i'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode